When preparing for a homily about a great mystery of the faith, every priest is aware that he is not equal to the task. But he is willing to say something good and true. We are not equal to this task. The mysteries of our faith are called mysteries in part because we could not possibly hope to reveal all that is in this thing, all that we could possibly be said about this mystery or that mystery. We have all heard that phrase before, mystery of the faith. But what does it mean? I've heard a mystery described in this way. A mystery is a concrete something that, when we bump into it, reveals something to us of the of of God, of the divine life. A concrete something that when, which when you bump into it puts you in contact with a divine reality. So consider this. When you wake up in the morning, it's dawn or just pre-dawn. It's a little bit dark. You're a little bit bleary-eyed. You stand up and you walk across the room and you bump into something. Perhaps you step on something. You bump into a concrete something and in that moment, since you're unable to see it clearly, you don't know exactly what it is, but you know something about it. You know um, it's something about its density, how big or small it is, um, how much it hurts your toe, right, when you bumped into it, right? You know something of it, but you don't know everything about it. It's still a bit of a mystery. When we bump into the mystery of the Trinity, in theology, in prayer, in the sacraments. When we make the sign of the cross, consider God as Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we bump into something that puts us into contact with the reality of God. Now, there's so much about the Trinity that we don't know, that we can't really quite say. There's so much to this mystery. We could never plumb the depths of the mystery of the Trinity. But we can know something good and true and beautiful about God. So that is what the church has attempted to do. When it comes to the mystery of the Trinity, we are out of our depth. We are bleary-eyed in the pre-dawn hours. But we can know something good and true. I and every priest in our effort to understand and explain the mystery of God by analogy or by story or by boring theological treatise run the risk of being really heretical. That happens all the time. They say, gentlemen, be careful when you preach about the Trinity because um, odds are if you go out on a wing like to try to explain the mystery, really grasp the mystery, um, you'll end up being a heretic. So to avoid my heretical tendencies, as a man desperately wanting to explain that which is beyond me, it's beyond all of us, let's read from one of our creeds, our statements of faith. We have the Nicene Creed, we have the Apostles' Creed, right? but we also have the Athanasian Creed. And it's one that's not recited very often, but one that says in a few words, something good and something true 
And I think something beautiful, but I'm a nerd, so of course I would think something theological was beautiful. And by this recitation of this creed, we can gleam something of the great mystery of the Trinity. Most of the creed focuses on the mystery of the Trinity alone. It reads, The Catholic faith is this, that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity. What a beautiful statement. The Catholic faith is this, one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity. One God in three persons. It continues, neither confounding the persons nor dividing the substance. For there is one person of the Father, another of the Son, and another of the Holy Spirit. But the Godhead of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is all one. The glory equal, the majesty co-eternal. Such as the Father is, such is the Son, and such is the Holy Spirit. The Father uncreated, the Son uncreated, the Holy Spirit uncreated. Meaning, they had no beginning. No one created God. The Father incomprehensible. The Son incomprehensible. And the Holy Spirit incomprehensible. The Father eternal. The Son eternal. And the Holy Spirit eternal. And yet they are not three eternals, but one eternal. Also, they are not three uncreated, nor three incomprehensibles, but one uncreated, one incomprehensible. So likewise, the Father is almighty, the Son is almighty, and the Holy Spirit almighty. And yet they are not three almighties, but one almighty. So the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Holy Spirit is God. And yet there are not three gods, but one God. So likewise, the Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, and the Holy Spirit Lord. And yet not three lords, but one Lord. Now we'll skip to the end. So there is one Father, not three fathers. One Son, not three sons. One Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits. And in this Trinity, none is before or after the other. None is greater or less than the other. But the whole three persons are co-eternal together and co-equal. So that in all things, as we have said before, the unity in Trinity and the Trinity in unity is to be worshipped. And then it ends as clearly as it began. He, therefore, that will be saved must thus think of the Trinity. There's a lot there. And yet, we're barely scratching the surface. We have said something good and something true about the Holy Trinity, and yet we have not plumbed the depths. So is everyone clear about that? Everyone really understand the Trinity now? Good? Of course not. We have bumped into a great mystery. This creed doesn't say it all, but it says a lot of good and true things. Three persons, one God. Equal in majesty, co-eternal, co-equal, all three 
incomprehensible, uncreated, almighty. Three persons, one God. We could spend our lives and study and never plumb the depths of this mystery. We have said something, in fact, a lot of somethings, about the Trinity that are good and true. I will end with just this one thought to consider. We only come to truly know someone when we experience their presence. To know someone by reputation or rumor or writings or some work of theirs can reveal something good and perhaps true or beautiful about that person. If I only know someone, for example, online, I don't really know them. I know what they've chosen to put on their profile. I know what others have said about them. I see some photos. I don't know how Photoshop works, but I'm sure Photoshop is a thing, right? You don't really know someone until you experience their presence. Before I moved here to St. Patrick's, I knew something about our pastor. I had heard him give a talk, a very good one at that. I had spoken to other priests, friends of his, who had worked and lived with him before. I knew something true and good about him. But, as with everyone else, there is more to his story. There's more to the beloved Son of God and priest of Jesus Christ, Monsignor Perry, than what I could have known about him before experiencing his presence. For now I both live and work with him, and a bit more of the mystery of him is revealed. The more time I spend with him, the more good and true things I know about him. And so it is in every relationship, and so it is with God. The more time I spend with God, I experience his love, the more I come to know, to love, and to serve him. Want to really know God? Want to really know the Blessed Trinity? Want to really have a grasp of who God is? Pray the Mass. So clearly I'm preaching to the choir, because here you are. Pray the Mass. Pray the Mass well. Experience the life of the Blessed Trinity in Mass, for that is what the Mass is. It is an experience of the life and the love of the Blessed Trinity. It is the action of the Holy Trinity. The Father sends the Son, who gives himself back totally to the Father, imparting to us the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Reconciliation, who is the bond of love between the Father and the Son. We will say in a moment, in a Eucharistic prayer, we don't often say the fourth Eucharistic prayer, You so love the world, Father most holy, that in the fullness of time you sent your only begotten Son to be our Savior. Made incarnate by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, he shared our human nature. And by that action, our human nature is brought up into the very nature, the very life, the very love of the Blessed Trinity, the love of God himself. We experience the action of the Trinity and know something true and good and beautiful about God. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit has loved us and will love us to the end.